Welcome to Coach Bennett's Podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind, are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. Welcome to the latest episode of Coach Bennett's podcast, being recorded from the one, the only, the promised land, the land of milk and honey, New Jersey. And that's why this is such a special episode and why we're talking about such a special run, the speed run. Bartlett tempo run, short intervals, long intervals, hill workouts. We're covering all of it on this episode of Coach Bennett's podcast, which just happens to be episode 11 and not episode 12. And why am I mentioning that it's not episode 12? Well, you'll notice that in just about five or six seconds. So enjoy the episode. Episode 11, by the way. Ready, set, Go. Welcome to episode 12 of Coach Bennett's podcast. This is the speed run. And what a loaded topic this is because the speed run can mean so many different things, can it? I mean, fart lick, tempo runs, hill workouts, well, short intervals, long intervals. There are so many different things that a speed run can mean. There are so many different ways you can do a speed run. Whew, we've got a lot to talk about. But before we talk about the speed run, let's let's not be so speedy and so fast about everything, right? I mean, come on, slow things down. Let's Let's talk about what's been going on because I'm recording this in New Jersey. That's right, the land of milk and honey, New Jersey. That's where I'm at, not just New Jersey. I'm at the Jersey Shore. And no, not the Jersey Shore that was shown on that show like 10, 15 years ago. Maybe it was 20 years ago. It was a terrible show. It didn't matter anyway. But that wasn't even like, come on, the Jersey Shore, you know? And, and I don't think anyone even on the show is from the Jersey Shore. And I'll tell you what, if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this show, good for you. Good for you. Consider it a gift that you do not. It was a blight it was a travesty. It was just one of those reality TV shows that were just terrible and nobody should watch. And I think I watched 18 minutes of it and I thought, this is 18 minutes I'm never going to get back. And to this day, I've been trying to figure out a way to get those 18 minutes back because they were terrible. But that's not what this is about. This is about me being at the Jersey Shore, the beautiful Jersey Shore, central Jersey, which some people say doesn't exist. And maybe they think it doesn't exist because how could a paradise like this possibly exist but it does exist Mammoth and Ocean County for instance today I was on the beach in Spring Lake after having done a run in the morning at the Manasquan Reservoir in Howell this was after doing a run on the boardwalk last night where we got a great summer storm at the end of the run we got the best pizza on the Jersey Shore from Pete and Elda's incredible after the run, oh, so good, so, so good. And I could just rave on and on about the glory that is New Jersey. But you know what? I'll just put it to you this way. If you ever get a chance to visit the Garden State, 
okay? Do it. Do it right. Shoot me a message. I'll tell you a few places to go. But uh, like tomorrow, it's either tomorrow or the following day, I'm going to be hitting some trails a little bit inland. It's either going to be Homedale Park in Homedale, New Jersey, or Thompson Park, which is in Lincroft, New Jersey. Both of those places I absolutely love and adore. They're sentimental to me because Thompson Park, I spent a lot of time running in there or coaching kids that were running in there. And Homedale Park is the site of the New Jersey State Championships. So if you want to check out what some consider the toughest cross-country course for high school athletes in the United States, check out Homedale Park. I, I personally, I think it's a very, very difficult course, but like any course, especially any difficult cross-country course, they all have a story they want to tell you. And once you know their story, you know how to race it. And once you know how to race it, it's like any other course. So if you do have the opportunity to make your way to Monmouth County, check out Homedale Park. It's got a great 5K loop and some backwoods where you can get lost on some trails. It's a really terrific place. I also think at the end of the last episode, I talked about how I've been really getting back into reading and I just have to do this because I was cranking some reading on the plane out to New Jersey and I also got some really good reading done on the beach. Is there anywhere better to read than on the beach with feet in your sand? Oh my goodness. And I'm pretty excited because I'm getting dangerously close to finishing my fiction book, which means I get to start another fiction book. And I'm, I'd say, two days out from finishing my, my nonfiction book, which means I get to start another nonfiction book, which got me really fired up. I will have links to both of the books I'm reading, as well as links to the two books I'm about to read once I can get through these two books. So there's a lot going on. Obviously, there's a lot of writing happening. I think I hinted last week. Was last week episode 10? No, that was episode 11. And I was hinting about something 10K. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe this is episode 11. Maybe it's episode 12. I'm not even quite sure. I know I led with something. And I think right now I'm going to check. Let's see. Let's actually go and find out what episode this is. Yeah, I was completely wrong. This is actually episode 11. So what in the world was I talking about at the beginning? This is episode 11. This is once, because I've been taking Spanish on Duolingo, so I know that. This is episode 11. So I, you know, strike the fact that earlier I said episode 12. I'm on vacation. I'm not going to go back and edit that. So the beginning's going to say episode 12. It makes absolutely no sense. In fact, I have to record the intro when I'm done with the actual podcast. So in the intro, I think what I'll do is foreshadow that I'm about to mention it's the wrong episode number, a 12. So it'll be a little bit of a mind bender of an exercise because I'm going to be saying, welcome to episode 11. And in a minute, you're going to hear me say it's episode 12, but it's not. It's actually episode 11. And then in complete innocence, you're going to hear me say, welcome to episode 12. So anyway, don't worry about it. Next week is going to be episode 12. This is in fact episode 11. And let's just dive in, shall we? We shall. The speed run. Here we are. This run, I think, is on par with the long run for instigating the most stress in a runner's life, especially a new runner's life. If I had to guess, I would say actually the speed run for a new runner is more terrifying than the long run. 
I think as you get more involved in the sport, as you become a more consistent runner, as you get deeper and deeper into the sport of running, I think the long run becomes a little bit more nerve-wracking than the speed run. I get it because I think the more you get into the sport, the more you realize that speed runs, albeit may be difficult at times, may be really difficult at times, and sometimes they're actually structured so they are really difficult, they're also really fun, and they mix up your week of running, right? I mean, they're so different than a recovery run. I mean, if you think about it, a recovery run and a long run, they're siblings. The speed run is like a cousin, and you're not sure if they're like, they're not a first cousin. Maybe they're like a second or third cousin, and no one's really explained to you how exactly that works. You understand the concept of a first cousin, but a second cousin, you're like, I don't, I think we're, I know we're cousins. Maybe we're third cousins. And and we just all nod our heads when we hear this. Like, oh yeah, that's great. No one knows what a third cousin means. There's probably somebody out there who is like a total nerd about family trees. If you know how the whole cousin structure thing works, please let me know. Ideally, you send it as a letter because then I have it and it's it's just like solid and I can pull it out when I need to when someone's like, that's not what a second or third cousin is. You know, that's what, that's what I, I want to know. Just what is a second and a third cousin? I don't need to know about kissing cousins and weird stuff like that. Just what is a second and third cousin? Okay, I got first cousin covered. And the speed run to me is related to the recovery run. It's related to the long run, but it's it's... They don't look alike. Now, do they? Okay. And I think it goes down to the fact that really out of all of the runs that you do, recovery run, long run, and speed run, the speed run is the one that is the most uh, pixie-like, the most devilish. You know, the one that if it was a group of kids in the room, you knew that when you come back, if you had left like a bag of jelly donuts in the room, the speed run kid is the one that's going to have the jelly donut, like the little bit of that jelly in the corner of their mouth, aren't they? You know what I mean? They're the ones that are going to get into those jelly donuts before the recovery run and the long run. The recovery run's a good kid. Don't get me wrong. Recovery run's a really good kid. And the recovery run is a little quirky and can get a little weird and likes to have fun. But they're not going to get that jelly donut before the speed run. And the long run, the long run's probably there like, no, we don't need to have a jelly donut yet. Let's wait until the run's over. Like the jelly, the long run is like super serious and focused, you know, is always gets their homework done like two days before it's due. You know what I mean? Like they've got a planner and they use it. It's that kid at school. Like, come on, we all love planners. We all wanted planners. But how many of us actually used the planner after like the fifth day of school? The long run kid uses the planner all year. And that's probably why the long run kid does so well in school. But the speed run kid, yeah, there's some sass there. That's some spunk with the speed run kid. And you never really know what you're going to get, which is also what's exciting. So let's just dive in a little bit deeper to the mentality of the speed run, okay? I'm gonna start with this. The speed run is supposed to be fun. If you really look at a speed run, it's supposed to be fun. And it can be fun for a lot of different reasons because there are a lot of different speed runs. The reason why you might wanna look at a tempo run and say a tempo run is fun is very different than if you're looking at like short intervals. 
And I'll give you an example. Let's, let's just do some examples first, like of what a short interval workout is, so we can compare and contrast it to a tempo run, which is also a speed run, okay? A short interval workout could be something like you're going to do a 200 meters uh, interval on the track at 5K pace, and then you're going to take 30 seconds rest, and then you're going to do a 400 meter interval on the track also at 5k pace, and then you're going to have 30 seconds rest, but then you're going to do two 200s at your mile pace, your 1500 meter pace, so pretty fast, faster than your 5k pace. Each of those are going to have a minute rest, and then you're going to get uh, another 200 at 5k pace, another 400 at 5k pace, and then two more 200s at mile pace, so a couple different paces, a couple different recovery lengths, you're on the track, or you're on a trail, these are short intervals, you know, they're lasting anywhere from, you know, 30 seconds of running to two, two and a half minutes of running. And when you're going for recovery runs that are 30 minutes long, 50 minutes long, 60 minutes long, and long runs that are 40 minutes long or 80 minutes long or two hours long, only having to run, even if it's a hard effort for 30 seconds is wild. It's fun. I think it should be fun especially when you kind of change the character you're playing. Because when you're a 5K runner, that's a different character of runner than a miler or 1500 meter runner. When you're doing your all out fastest pace, you know, your celebration pace, your, your nasty ass speed pace, that's a different character even than your 1500 meter runner. So to me, speed runs are also fun because you get to play different parts. You have lots of different types of runners inside you. So an interval workout that has lots of different paces, lots of different recoveries, you're constantly putting on like a different costume when you get on the starting line. You know, who am I right now? You're the 1500 meter version of you. Oh, okay. Okay, who am I now? You're the 5K version, the 10K version, okay? You're the easy jog version in between because we're recovering or your walking recovery version of you. Like these are all different characters that you have inside. The tempo run, also a speed run, is, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play with an uncomfortable pace for an uncomfortable amount of time, and the goal is for you to stay comfortable. So right away, it's a challenge, which is different than a recovery run, Right? It's very different than a recovery run. Recovery runs might be like, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to go for a run or I'm busy or I'm tired. But physically, a recovery run is not supposed to be a great challenge. But when you hear a tempo run, even though it's not supposed to devastate you, you're not supposed to be exhausted. You're actually supposed to hold back from that kind of an effort, but it's not supposed to be easy. You're supposed to push forward from that effort. Like it's literally somebody saying, I want you to run in a comfortable pace for an uncomfortable amount of time and work on being comfortable with it, which is kind of exciting if you look at it from a certain point of view. It's kind of fun, like, okay, this isn't going to be easy. Let's try it. Let's see how this works. Let's see how I can handle this. There are no guarantees on the other side of any starting line, but there are a lot more variables on the other side of a speed run because you are putting in a greater effort than a recovery run. Long runs are also different. Long runs beg you to be conservative physically, smart, intelligent running is what the name of the game is for a long run. Will there be a challenge? Absolutely, because you're running a long duration or a long distance. There's absolutely a challenge. But you need to be smart, okay? You need to be responsible on a long run, which is different than on a speed run.
Because sometimes you're saying, okay, this is a little irresponsible to be running this fast, okay, because you can't do it for very long, so be careful. Don't go too fast, but I want you to run fast because we're doing 9 out of 10 effort, but we're only going to do it for a minute, which is very exciting. And then I'm going to let you recover. I'm going to let you stop, which sounds amazing. But if you're not paying attention to the recovery, which we'll get to later, it can be kind of wild. Like if you screw around with either the running or the recovery on a speed run, ooh. So the point is, is any kind of speed run you look at, please, before you get nervous about it, before you get scared about a speed run, look at it and think, how is this supposed to be fun? Because it is supposed to be fun. And if you can't find how it's fun, it just means that you're not done looking yet. Because it is supposed to be fun. I'll give you another example. Fartlick. I mean, first of all, Fartlick. I mean, come on. What a name. Fartlick. You want to make some coworkers uncomfortable? Talk to them about you've got a hard, nasty Fartlick coming up this afternoon. Do it. And if you're doing it with a group of people, believe me, your colleagues will not only be more uncomfortable with this conversation, but they're going to be even more confused. And you're like, yeah, I'm meeting a couple of my buddies and we're going to do a nasty fart lick. And if the weather's bad, even build that up. Be like, oh, it's probably going to be a nasty wet fart lick too. Whew. But I love doing nasty wet fart licks with other people. They're, they're not going to know what's going on unless they're a runner. Now, if there's a runner in the group, they're going to know exactly what you're talking about. One, they're going to be laughing a little bit because they know what you're doing. And two, they're going to be nodding their head going, yeah, when it's nasty and wet, I like to do fart lick with other people too. And suddenly now you've got two people talking about something that the group has no idea what they're talking about. And there's probably a little small part of your colleagues wondering, why have I never heard about wet, nasty fart licks? What am I missing out on? Is this, is this something I need to like hunt down on the weekend? Anyway, the point is keep it a mystery as long as you can. And then invite them out to a wet, nasty fartlek but a fartlek is swedish for speed play it's there in the name it's supposed to be play it's supposed to be fun hills a lot of people don't like running hills hill workouts are great because one they force you to run hills and two they make hill running fun because it's bursts up a hill sometimes it's a longer hill repeat sometimes it's a very very short hill repeat sometimes it's just a group of very short hill repeats after a recovery run Because you can sneak in little bits of speed runs after other types of runs. So there are so many different types of speed runs. But when I first start talking about speed runs, I just want to make it clear. I think they are supposed to be fun. Yes, there are benefits like becoming a more efficient runner. There are benefits like callousing yourself to certain efforts. Introducing your body to different efforts so it doesn't get into some kind of rut like... I run the same pace every single day in my recovery runs. Speed runs force you to mix things up, which is exciting. Obviously, speed runs help develop your speed or maintain your speed or build endurance into your speed. Because I'll tell you what, you need endurance and you need speed. And you can work on your endurance during a speed run, just like working on recovery runs and long runs help you develop your speed because you will need that endurance you're getting from your recovery runs and your long runs to be able to tap into that speed when you want it, which is usually when you're a little bit more fatigued. Now, on the flip side, 
working on speed during speed runs, like I said, makes you a more efficient runner, which will help with your recovery runs and your long runs. Because if you can be more efficient on your recovery runs and your long runs, you're going to need less effort to achieve the goals on those runs, which means you're not going to need to recover as much, which means you will be more recovered on all of your other runs, inclusive of the speed runs, which started this whole thing by making you more efficient for your recovery runs and your long runs. So as you can see, there are so many good things that are happening because of the speed runs. But now let's break down how to do a speed run, okay? I'm going to have to speak in generalities here because I can't break down every single way to do a speed run because there are an infinite variety of speed runs. But I can give you some basic fundamental truths on how you should look at preparing for and running a speed run, okay? First and foremost, let's start with just the warm-up. For me, a good rule of thumb is the more intense, meaning the faster the speed run, okay, the longer I want to warm up. The longer I want to give my body the ability to warm up so when I start this speed run at fast speeds, very fast speeds and a hard effort, I want to be prepared, okay? So that means I'm going to extend my normal warm-up if I'm going to be starting my speed run or doing a speed run very fast. So let's just, let's just have an example. If I'm going to be doing 8 by 400 at 5K pace, okay? Let's just say I normally do a 15-minute warm-up for that. Great. If I'm doing 8 by 400 at mile pace or 1,500 meter pace, I'm probably going to go 20 or 25 minutes on my warm-up. You can personalize this for yourself. If you normally warm up 5 minutes, maybe you're extending it out to 12 minutes or 15 minutes. If you normally run 10 minutes for a warm-up and now you're doing a more intense speed run, maybe it is now a 20-minute warm-up. I want to give my mind and my body a little extra time to adjust from not running to running and knowing that I'm not just going for a recovery run or a long run, or I'm starting out running tempo run pace, which let's say is like a six out of 10 effort. If I'm starting at a nine out of 10 effort, I want to be really, really prepared. So after that warm up, I'm also going to be giving myself the time to stretch at the pace I want to stretch out. I do not want to rush. Okay. When you're doing a speed run, don't rush things. If you're rushed on a recovery run, you know how you can adapt? You can just take a little bit longer to ease into the run on the run. So if you're going for a 30-minute recovery run and you're rushed and you're mentally not prepared and physically not prepared because you just got out of the car, okay. Whereas maybe it will take you eight minutes to ease into a run normally, allow yourself 12 or 15 minutes to ease into the run. But you're still just easing into the run. On a speed run, if you're doing 8 by 400 at mile pace or 1,500 meter pace, you know that first interval is a 9 out of 10. So that first interval, when you press go, you're running 9 out of 10 pace. You're running 1,500 meter race pace. That's fast. You're not easing into that. you got to be ready to do it. So make sure you're giving yourself enough time to warm up on the run. Make sure you're giving yourself enough time to stretch. Okay, which means you're giving yourself the time to do some dynamic stretching, maybe even a little static stretching. Remember, don't strain on a stretch. You're stretching, not straining. Okay, so you want this to be fluid. You want to be mimicking the actions that you're going to be doing on the actual run. But give yourself the time to get those little things done. 
And then drills are a great way to introduce your body to some explosive maneuvers, okay? Some powerful movements, which when you're doing a speed run, you have to do some really powerful explosive stuff to build up that pace, to launch yourself into space and fly on those strides on a speed run. It's very different than a recovery run or a long run. So what you want to do is do some drills. And I think over the period of this um, podcast, not this specific one, episode 11, by the way, not 12, um, I will maybe do um, a podcast and maybe I'll have some companion videos of some of my favorite drills to do. You don't need any gear to do these drills. Sometimes it helps. Like You can have a ladder on the ground and do ladder drills, but you don't need the ladder on the ground to do ladder drills. It's just a visual. It's the same thing with doing hurdle drills. Like The hurdle drill is great if you have a hurdle, if you have access to a hurdle, but if you don't, it's a movement you're doing. Okay, The hurdle is not actually supposed to be touched at all. So if you had no hurdle, but you did the movement correct, you're great. So I'm rambling a little bit about the drills, but drills are important too, because again, it's a bridge to the first interval. You want to be ready for the first interval. All right. And then strides. Strides are short periods of running. We're talking anywhere from 20 meters to maybe hundred meters, 200 meters, 300 meters. Okay. So that's, it's getting a little bit longer and we can talk about strides again in a different podcast as well but strides are a way for you to go from warming up and doing drills and stretching to introducing yourself to faster and faster paces without exhausting yourself without having to do a full interval so for instance if i know we're starting with a bunch of 400s at mile pace i'm probably going to start with uh, a 150 meter interval at 5k pace and then i'm going to relax now i'm going to call it a stride it's only 150 meters. I have as much rest as I want. And then I may do a 100-meter stride. And it's a little bit faster than 5K pace. And I'm going to walk around, and I'm going to relax. I'm going to grab a sip of water. I'm going to get my heart rate down. And then I might do a 50-meter stride at close to mile pace or 1,500-meter pace. I'm going to walk around. And then I may do a really fast 25-meter stride off the line that's faster than the pace I'm going to be starting the workout with. And I may do another one of those 25 meters at faster than mile pace or 1500 meter pace. So when that first interval goes off, not only am I ready to run that interval, I've already run faster than that pace for a short period of time, but my body is primed and ready to go. So there's a level, I think, of respect you need to give to a speed run that sometimes we don't give because maybe we're not giving enough respect to our recovery runs or our long runs okay so give yourself the time to prepare before you start a speed run okay that's some really great advice that sometimes i don't even keep myself and i pay for it when during the speed run because i'm not prepared and i wonder why am i not prepared it's because i didn't prepare it's pretty obvious. Usually the mistakes we make are pretty easy to figure out if we have enough courage to just look for the mistakes and realize we may find it within ourselves. We may be the engine for that mistake. Now let's also talk about the different speed runs and what they entail. Because a lot of people don't realize there are so many different types of speed runs. We'll start with probably the most classic one of all, which is just intervals. Now an interval is just a period of running. That's all it is. So now you already realize 
that there's an infinite variety of intervals, aren't there? Oh, yeah. And not only that, you can measure it by distance or duration. So you could do a set of intervals based on minutes. Uh, we're going to do 8 by 1 minute, or we're going to do 3 by 1 minute, 3 by 2 minute, 3 by 1 minute. And maybe next week you do intervals, but it's 3 by 200 meters, 3 by 400 meters, 3 by 200 meters. You also get to play with the effort. So the 3 by 200 might be at mile pace, 9 out of 10 effort. The 3 by 400 might be 5K pace. And then the last three 200s might be back to mile pace. You can, you can play with the speed or effort of every single interval. You also can play around with the recovery between the intervals. Because remember, an interval workout is an interval of running followed by an interval of recovery. So your recovery could be 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute, 15 seconds. It could be full recovery, which means you're going to recover until you feel fully recovered. So you have an infinite variety of recovery you can do. And how you do the recovery, you can play with. For some people, it's, listen, you, we want you moving, which might mean walking. Or we want you moving, which means light, light running. Or we want you to just focus on the recovery and no movement. No matter what, recovery is there to recover. So whether you're walking, jogging, or standing more or less still, your focus should be on recovery. How do I recover as best as I can so I am ready to run the next interval as best as I can when it's time to go? I'll talk to you a little bit about recovery in a minute. So as you can see, with intervals, they can be long, they can be short, they could be, you know, mile in length or 1,600 meters in length, 2K in length. It could be 5K intervals. You could have two or three 5K intervals. People do that, absolutely. It could be really short. It could be 50-meter intervals. So the point is you have such diversity at your fingertips when you're trying to put together a workout. Now, how that workout comes to life is going to be dependent on what you're trying to achieve. Are you trying to build raw speed because you want turnover? You want the athlete that you're working with, or maybe you are the athlete that you were working with. You're your own best coach. What is the goal? Are you trying to just work on foot speed and turnover because we've been running distance for a long time and now we're trying to introduce some speed? Are you trying to do faster than race pace work? Are you just trying to build strength speed, which means longer intervals at certain paces with maybe shorter rest? There are so many different things you can work on, which is also important because just like a recovery run or a long run, there's a spirit to the speed run or the long run or the recovery run. And that's where you have to make adjustments sometimes. So if you set up a speed run for three days from now, and you say, I'm going to run 8 by 400 at mile pace because i got to work on some really fast, nasty speed. 8 by 400 mile pace is a great workout, by the way. It's a classic workout. You, you know, Maybe it's two minutes rest. Some people will do 8 by 400 at mile pace with a minute rest because that's a great way as, of checking basically your fitness for the mile. But anyway, I digress. Point is, you set it for three, three days from now, and suddenly the weather on that day is horrendous. Maybe it's horrendously windy at the track and you realize well there's a couple ways we can do this we can do a full lap around the track knowing that you know half of the lap is going to have a 25 mile an hour uh wind uh pushing me 
or I'm going to be running straight into the wind for the second half. So what should I do here? Well, you could get off the track and run in one direction and take that into account. And if you want the wind pushing you, well, then you just say, I'm going to run a little bit quicker. At least the effort's going to be the same, but you're going to end up running faster because you've got, you know, the the wind pushing you at your back or you run into the wind the entire time and how do you maintain that effort even though it's going to be a slower pace because you're running into the wind but now you're suddenly saying i'm also going to be working on being mentally tough heat cold uh, fatigue stress all of these different things need to factor in when you finally get to the speed run day of okay do I need to make adjustments or can we keep the speed run the way that it was planned? Okay, that original in the training plan speed run, eight by 400, two minutes at mile pace. Okay, everything's fine. Everyone feels good. The weather's pretty nice. We're just going to keep it as is. Let's go. All right. So there's there are, again, all of these moving parts to every single speed run you do. But the, we started with uh, intervals. Let's move on to another one. I mentioned the fartlek, okay? Speed play. It's Swedish for speed play, fartlek. Fartlek is a speed run that is is so much fun and it's so good for you. And basically what you're doing is you're alternating efforts or speeds over the course of a run. I'll give you a very simple classic one, 30 on, 30 off. So after you've warmed up, done strides, done the stretching, all that stuff, you start, let's say, a 20-minute fartlek. And 30 on, 30 off means for 30 seconds, you're running at your 5K pace. And then you go straight into 30 seconds running at recovery run pace. And you do this for 20 minutes. There is no stopping until the workout's over. 30 on, 30 off. You could do two minutes on, 30 off. And maybe it's two minutes at your 10K pace, followed by 30 seconds at warm-up pace. So as you can see, I'm already hinting at the fact that there are so many different ways you can do a farlick. You can do a fartlek that's not even based on time. It could just be based on duration. 400 on, 400 off. 300 on, 200 off. You don't even need to have a set distance or a set duration. It could be on a course that you know has very, very rolling terrain. And you could say, on every uphill, we're running hard. On every downhill, we're running very easy. And on every flat, we're running recovery run pace. There's a fartlek. No stopping for that 5K loop but you're changing efforts, you're changing speeds, you're changing your pace as a result, and that's a fartlek. You're playing around with the different speeds, paces, and efforts you have, which is another thing to remember. You have. Speedruns are a great reminder of all the different qualities you have as a runner, all the different efforts you are in control of, all the different paces and speeds at your disposal. You should be thinking about how badass of a runner you are every time you do a speed run. Tempo runs. I love tempo runs. I think tempo runs are like one of those bread and butter foundational items that should be on everyone's training plan a couple times every single season, if not a couple times every month during a season. Okay, And a tempo run is really, it could be a progressive tempo run. It could be a steady state tempo run. What you're trying to do is you're trying to find that effort, okay, that just to make it simple, and we can actually do an entire episode if we want to on a tempo run, but basically a tempo run effort is going to be somewhere around what you could do hard for an hour, all right? If you, at the end of the hour, you're cooked, you're done. 
some people may look at it as like your 15K race pace, okay, or something like that. It also is that kind of that area right before the tipping point where lactate starts to get built uh, at levels where suddenly you cannot maintain this effort. You're trying to find that little line that you can run on that's just below the red line that's going to suddenly tire you out quickly. So this is something that for most people they're doing, if this is a distance, it's, you know, 4K to 8K or 10K of tempo running, okay, for most people. But it also goes up to 8 miles, 10 miles of tempo running as well, which leads you to an epiphany moment of, okay, this is a pace that if I have enough fitness, I could do for 10 miles? Yes, you could which means it is not something that should devastate you if you're doing it for 5K. A tempo run is not something that should devastate you if you're doing it for 30 minutes. It's just annoying. It's just uncomfortable. But it's a challenge. And that's fun. Taking on challenges should be fun. Part of the reason why you run, by the way, whether you admit it or not, is because it's a challenge. And you know it's a challenge, which is one of the reasons why you do it, because you need to be challenged in your life. And if you don't have anything in your life that's challenging you, you're leading a very, very boring life. You really are. I mean, come on. But if you're listening to this podcast, which is probably a challenge to listen to, you're someone who obviously likes challenges. And if you're someone who runs or has some other passion in your life where you're trying to get better at that passion in your life, then you're willing to take on challenges because the only way you can get better is by challenging yourself. And a tempo run is a great way to do that. It's mentally challenging. It's mindfully challenging. It's physically challenging. But it's nothing that you can't do. That's what's important. Which leads me to another aspect of the speed run. Sometimes the speed runs are supposed to be really hard. And sometimes the speed runs are supposed to be really, really really hard. Recovery runs are not like that. Long runs are not supposed to be like that. Maybe mentally and mindfully a long run can be like that. That time on your feet, the distance and duration that you're kind of pushing yourself out to, okay? But physically, you should be able to do it. Sometimes in a speed run, it is a question of can you do this next interval, which brings in the importance of the recovery between the intervals. I said I was going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about it now. I see so many athletes that don't care about the recovery. They don't pay attention to the recovery. They don't take the recovery seriously. The only thing they're focusing on is the next interval. And what they should be doing is focusing on recovering from the last interval so they can run the next interval better. So I'm going to tell you how to do that. Now, if you've done a speed run with me before, this is no surprise to you. But listen to it because guess what? The best advice is advice that is worth hearing again and again and again. When you finish an interval, the first thing you want to do is calm down. Your body is hyped. It just did a hard effort. Now, most people won't take this seriously until they're totally out of control and exhausted later in the workout. But I say, first interval, you want to calm down immediately after that first interval, even if you feel like you are already calmed down. Develop the habit of respecting every single recovery interval, and you will develop the habit of respecting every single running interval. Respecting the recovery is how you respect the run. To me, if I see someone not respecting the recovery interval of a speed run, I don't think they respect the running interval. If you want to prove to me that you respect the running, 
respect the recovery. You've heard me say it before, great running is dependent on great recovery, never more so than during a speed run. So what you want to do is when you finish an interval, calm down. And the way that you do that is you concentrate on your breathing. Try to get your breathing under your control. Now, you may not have that much time. You may have 30 seconds recovery, but you may have two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. It doesn't matter. The point is for the time you've got, try to get your breathing under control. Once you feel like you've got it under your control, relax. Relax every muscle in your body. Let your body relax. And you will notice your heart rate starting to slow down. Now, if you can control your breathing and be relaxed and lower your heart rate, you're recovering, which means you're going to be ready for that next interval. Now, if you compare yourself in that moment to the version of you at the previous speed run, where you finished the interval and just walked around and were laughing and were goofing around and, you know, you were talking about what's next, what are we doing, and you're out of breath when you start the next interval, well, you're at like 95%, you know? You're, you're, you're not at 100% of what you could be. But if you focus on that recovery, you'll be at 100% of what you could be, which is what you're trying to be. Not 100% of what you were. You just did an interval, okay? You're not going to come back to 100% of what you were. You just want to be 100% of what you could be. So please respect the recovery, regardless of how long it is or at what point in the speed run you're at. This also is about recovering from a speed run, okay? Whether it's a hill workout, whether it's a tempo run, a fart lick, long intervals, short intervals, it doesn't matter. You put in a great effort. Sometimes the speed run is really, really hard, and it's a greater effort. It doesn't matter. Whether it's an easy speed run or a hard speed run, you put in a great effort. Recover from that effort. Just like I tell you, it's important to recover after your recovery runs and your long runs, it's the same with speed runs. And I'll tell you this, speedy speed runs, the super, super fast ones, they're the hardest ones to recover from. The hardest workout for me in my entire career as a runner to recover from was four by 200 meters. It was 800 meters of work. It was a half mile of speed workout. That was it. I had done speed workouts that were 12K and 15K in distance. And four by 200 meters, by far, the hardest thing for me to recover from because it was the fastest speed workout I had. It was faster than my 800 race pace. It was basically four all-out 200s. And that is a violent exercise to run that fast. It takes an incredible amount of effort, an incredible amount of power, to run as fast as you can for 200 meters four times in a row. With recovery, don't get me wrong, we had recovery and we had sufficient recovery. We had minutes of recovery, which is a lot compared to what we would normally have. But the fact that we had to run so fast is what so exhausted us. So do not disrespect a low volume speed workout if the intensity is high. You have to respect those workouts. It is at your own peril to not. Okay, so if you're wondering, why am I so exhausted? All I did was four by 200 a week ago. Yeah, well, if you didn't recover from it, get ready to continue to be exhausted. Okay, it's much easier to recover from a 8K or 10K tempo run than it is to recover from four by 200 at your fastest pace. Wrap your head around that. If you can wrap your head around that, 
you just became a better runner, a smarter runner, a more intelligent runner, and a runner that's going to recover better and as a result, run better. All right? Okay, I realize that I've been going bananas about speed runs now for like 35 minutes or so. And I wanted this to be like 35 minutes on speed runs because I think each type of speed run can get its own podcast. But I kind of wanted you to just get excited about speed runs in general and look at them a slightly different way and understand that if you run, every single one of these speed runs is for you, is available to you. You can do all of them. I didn't even touch on hill workouts, which I love. They are fantastic. People say that on just a normal run, a recovery run or a long run, hills are speed work in disguise. But you don't even have to disguise the speed work when you're doing a hill workout. It's literally a speed run. And you can do steep hills. You can do gradual hills. You can do long intervals on hills. You can do short intervals on hills. You can add hills as just kind of strides after a recovery run just to keep you fast and keep you powerful. And it's a wonderful, terrific way to build strength and power and work on form. Oh, I love hills, which is why I think we should probably have an entire episode on hills. Just like I said, we're going to have an entire episode maybe on the fartlek, intervals, tempo runs, oh, speed runs. Aren't they the best? The answer is yes, they are the best. So what I want you to do is not be scared of a speed run. Be excited by a speed run. Look forward to a speed run and know that if you can get better at doing speed runs, you will get better at doing recovery runs and long runs. And you know how this cycle works. I already talked about it. If you can get better at doing recovery runs and long runs, you're going to get better at doing speed runs. And this cycle just keeps on going and going and going until you are just a rock star. And to be honest, if you're doing speed runs, recovery runs, and long runs, as far as I'm concerned, you already are a rock star. All right? So there you go, speed runs. And we have so much more to talk about. This is what's so great about the podcast is I can ramble and talk to you about it for 35, 40 minutes, and we still have so much more to talk about. And guess what? Fine. I'll just do another podcast on it. So let me know what speed runs you want to hear about. Let me know if there's a classic speed run you want to hear about. Let me know if there are challenges that you face with certain types of speed runs or are there certain types of speed runs you're just still nervous about and you need to talk through a little bit more. Send them to the mailbag. It's in the links, in the show notes. I want to hear about it, okay? All right, great. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming up, and then I'm going to let you go because you got stuff to do. Maybe you even have a speed run to do. Well, I'm going to be in Jersey now for another week, which means the next episode is going to be recorded in the Jers, which is fantastic, and I'm going to be hitting a lot of different places. So if you're following me on Instagram or Threads or TikTok, um, I'm hoping to highlight more of some Jersey Shore running over the next week and a half. I've got a Coach Bennett's newsletter, which is coming out uh, in the next couple days. So if you haven't subscribed to Coach Bennett's newsletter, check that out. That's also in the show notes. Um, Oh, some cool news about the two Coach Bennett's Talking podcast. Uh, Tammy and I had a little late summer vacation for two weeks from the two Coach Bennett's Talking podcast. But that vacation's over, and we're going to have another one next week. So we're super excited to get back on that because that's been so much fun. And all of you have been so amazing listening to that podcast. So thank you for that. And we've got the World Championships in track and field 
in Budapest, Hungary, which are starting soon. So if you run, or if you're just a sports fan, or if you're just a geek who likes, you know, human potential, make sure you're following and watching the World Championships track and field in Budapest, Hungary. There'll be a link there as well for that. And I'm hoping, if you again, if you're following me on some of the other social media, I will be highlighting some of the great performances there, doing some shout-outs to some great runners, throwers, jumpers. These are truly some of the most epic human beings that we've got sharing this rock with us. So, as always... Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I have so much fun doing these. And enjoy those speed runs. Enjoy those long runs. Enjoy those recovery runs. Enjoy your running. And be proud of yourself for crossing those starting lines. Okay? Thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. Take care of yourself. And let's all take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast today. And if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, well, I really wish you would because it helps a lot. Also, check out the show notes because you'll find a link to Coach Bennett's newsletter as well as all the social media sites that I'm on. Places like Threads and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and YouTube and even the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever that dumpster fire is called today. You'll find a link to it because I'm on there. Thank you so much again for listening. And until next time, take care of yourself.